Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my dad. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm, I'm a double board certified psychiatrist. Today, we have a few updates for you guys. Thank you. First of all, thank you guys so much for tuning in last week and listening to what we had to say. This week, we will have a little update. My dad got the vaccine, and so we're going to let him tell us about his experience getting the vaccine. First, which one did you get? I ended up getting the, the Pfizer vaccine. So that was, a, I, I want to say, a, a good experience because now I know I have my first dose. It was relatively painless, no side effects, thank goodness. Um, I had a, just a little minor uh, pain in my shoulder or on the or where they gave me the shot of my deltoid. Uh, so again, just very minimal discomfort. It was gone within 24 hours. And then my mom and my grandma also got it. Do you know, can you tell us anything about their side effects? Well, their side effects were a little more uh, intense than mine. They had, but they both had some similar side effects, interesting enough. And I don't know if it's because, of course, they share a lot of the same, the, the same genetic makeup, but they both had pain that shot down to their, from their, from the top of their arm all the way to their fingertips. And they also had some GI upset and headache. Uh, your grandmother had a little, she said she felt sort of foggy or sleepy, which is something that I've heard it, that occurs in, in the elderly. So, but that was pretty much it. As you know, your grandmother's in great spirits and, and other than that, no other side effects. So about the Pfizer vaccine, the first dose makes you how, what percentage are you um, immune to COVID with the first dose? Well, that's a question that I think the answer has been changing. Initially, it was felt that, uh, at least when we last spoke about this not that long ago, it the data was showing that it was up to 52% of patients that would receive some sort of immunity after the first dose. But now some reports are suggesting that that may, up to, that may be up to 85%. So with the second dose, of course, it, it goes into the 90s. So, but again, after the first dose, there's anywhere, I guess, between it, you could say anywhere between 50 to 80, 85% immunity. Before we hopped on to record the podcast, I was reading that there was some researchers, I think like in San Francisco, I could be wrong, but they were just researching the new like California COVID variants and that they're finding that they're a bit stronger or as strong as like some of the UK variants and that they could be potentially uh, more potent and less and the vaccines can become less effective to the California strains. Have you read anything about that? Well, what I've read is that the Pfizer vaccine is actually able to cover some of the variants as well. So I'm hoping that that's the case with the California variant. And and even in the UK, where they've also given the Pfizer vaccine, some data is showing that uh, that it's effective in covering some of the variants there as well. So now that you have your vaccine, are you going to be going out and going crazy? Not yet. Well, as you know, uh, what we all need to to remember when we get the vaccine is that there's maybe a 95% chance that you won't get it and you have to like those odds 
but it's not a hundred percent guarantee that you that you can't get it still so you have to be careful furthermore just because you get the vaccine and you happen to be one of the lucky ones in that 95 percent where it doesn't cause deadly disease but you can still get sick that's what it's guaranteeing pretty much that you want that it won't kill you but you can still get infected and you can be also infectious as well you can be you can still be a spreader so that's why you have to continue to have the same protocol that you have that you've had even if you if you haven't had the vaccine yeah that's important you were telling me and i was reading just like you still gotta wear your mask you still got a social distance would you recommend like if you're gonna hang out with people still kind of the same precautions of social distancing like i'm wondering um what what it looks like for people that have like a group of people that have been vaccinated are they can families feel more comfortable hanging out amongst themselves if they're all vaccinated well i think it's important for people to know that you need to feel or take the precautions what we call universal precautions you have to your attitude has to be that everyone you come across who's not in your bubble is infected and again even though you have the vaccine it's not 100% guarantee that you won't become seriously ill with covid-19 and again that doesn't mean you can't get infected you can get infected and you continue to and you need you you need to have the same safety standards of not spreading it to others so it's not okay to gather socially it's because you can still spread it Again, if you're in a situation though that if you have if you're fortunate enough to have a vaccine, you have a good chance that you're not going to get deadly sick. Um, but you still have to have again social distancing, washing your hands, uh, N95 if you can have one, or double mask, facial if 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 you have one available to you. You still can't let your guard down, and 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 everybody needs to understand that. Yeah, that's great to point out, and also basically we're. We have to wait for herd immunity, really, to for any sort of semblance of normal life to come back, essentially. Well, as you know, the goal is to get everyone vaccinated. We're, we're still very far away from that, though it seems as though all governments across the, the globe are getting access to more vaccines, but we're still a long ways from that happening. So we're going to... In one month or three weeks, when you get the second dose, we'll circle back and see how you feel because I've heard that when people get the second dose, they get more side effects. So we'll definitely see like how your body reacts to the second dose. Let's hope that uh, we can make it that long. You just never know. You can't take anything for granted. But some have more side effects. and a few folks uh, that are lucky enough don't have any, so we'll just have to see how that goes. So the second topic that I wanted to dive into for this week's episode was all about COVID-19 and pregnancy within COVID. Have you read anything? I know that I've seen some things about women will get pregnant or got pregnant at the beginning of the pandemic. They've had their babies now, and some babies aren't really... I guess, developing normally in terms of like socially uh, because they're not getting the same interaction with, um, I guess, outside family members outside of their immediate 
home. So have you read anything about that? I certainly have. And as you know, in most cultures, having a baby is really a celebration, a joyous occasion where families come together. Typically, the the grandma will uh, come and provide help, assistance to the new mother, and to take care of the newborn. She'll, of course, share her knowledge, her wisdom, her experience of taking care of babies, and pass it on to the new mom. As you know, because of travel restrictions and the, the social isolation, that's not really happening. And for a lot of mothers that especially are, are having their first babies, it can be a, a really trying time because at this point, they're pretty much on their own. And they don't they can't count on the support that you know tradition would normally uh, make available to them. So it's really a, a challenge for the new moms, especially, I think, to be able to take care of a, a newborn because um, just remembering what it was when when your mom and I uh, first became parents, uh, it was sort of scary when we you know we didn't have your grandmother around and uh, so I can really feel and relate to new parents when they if they have to do it on their own. So that in in and of itself has been a challenge for for new parents. As far as for the babies, uh, they're growing up pretty much alone. You know, there's not a whole lot of interaction with other babies, right? Because, hey, they're, you know, everyone's uh, distancing. So how this is going to play out in the future depends on, I, I, I take it, how long this is going to go and how long we're going to have to remain uh, uh, staying apart from one another. What do you think new parents can do to help with the social the socialization of their baby I mean, you could, if you have pets, I'm sure that helps to a certain extent that there's like a little animal that they see, but a little, a little dog isn't the same as, you know, having playtime with another six month or however old baby, you know? So I'm just wondering, like, in terms of like their attention spans, do you think they'll be like more predisposed to like ADHD or what? Because I know it's hard to tell, but if you could guess. Well, I just remember when. Uh, you know, you are were, were little. Um, there's a lot of alone time between. You know, it was usually you and your mom, and and so there's not a whole lot of interaction as it is really when you know a newborn to the say the first six to nine months. It's a lot of uh, time with mom and dad, of course, but mainly it's going to be mom and grandma, of course. When when that was a when that was a the, of course the the custom. Um, so it's it's. I think it's a bit early to see if this is going to predispose newborns to any other so, you know, social anxiety disorders, depressive disorders, attention deficit disorders, or conduct disorders. Of course, all the the things that occur in childhood. So it, it's kind of hard to see if this is going to lead to learning disabilities. I think it's, I think it's way too early to tell. I know um, I've seen some posts about dogs that have severe anxiety now, like people it, it was like a trend of like oh i got a, a i adopted a dog in quarant at the start of quarantine and now it has severe anxiety whenever i leave the house um so i guess i just think of that and how it could relate well even with their own pets right they're uh they've never been used to having everybody around all the time right so now they're i think when 
if uh, the, the, the day comes when we're able to carry on as we were before, pre-pandemic, they're probably going to be like, probably sad to see us go away, right? Because we, we've spent all this time with them. So I, that's definitely going to be something that's going to take an emotional toll on them and us and everybody. It's, it's just been a, a, a trying time, a challenging time. And there's emotional as well as physical consequences to uh, going through a pandemic, as we all know. And for kids, you know, that are, let's say, five and below, that are especially like the little toddlers, four or five, that should have entered like the school year this year and entered that, you know, whole social dynamic of being with a bunch of four or five-year-olds all the time. Do you think there's going to be some difficulty for when schools do open up? And because right now they're just used to online learning and, you know, Zoom classes and that isn't how a traditional class is, but that's what they were introduced to for their school learning. So I do you think there will be some difficulties like transferring from online to in-person for some students? Well, I'm sure it's going to be an adjustment period for everyone. And norm normally socializing with other kids when you're four, when you're preschool, you know, four to five-year-olds, and when you're in kindergarten, there's a development process that occurs as you learn to get along with others, to mingle, to learn, and to play with others. And and minus that experience, it's probably going to be quite a bit of a, an adjustment uh, to sort of make up for that time whenever schools reopen. And it's it's going to be a little challenging, I would imagine, for 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 the the very young to start adapting to to school again. Yeah, I'm just thinking like socializing because you're right like when you're in that preschool kindergarten age like that's your first exposure to people that aren't your family cuz up until that point you're probably hanging out with your obviously any siblings if you have them and cousins if you have them and that's like what you're used to interacting with and you go to kindergarten and it's the first time you meet someone that you might not like or that doesn't like you that you don't get along with and that you have to like share and learn so i i think it you know that's a obviously a big part because that shapes you your school life shapes you and to have those fundamental years kind of put on pause it will be interesting to see like what how kids interact with each other moving forward especially in this age of technology where it's, it's all about ipads and that sort of thing so I, I it should be really interesting you're right you're bringing up some topics that are uncharted in many ways of i mean when was the last time we went through a pandemic where anybody was forced to go through something like this so there is going to be a time where it's probably going to be difficult to get used to, uh, but I'm sure that at, at some point everyone's going to make uh, the adjustments that they have to. Yeah, well, I mean, we can make the adjustments we have to, but when little kids, like, they don't know. Like, how are they going to make adjustments, <laughs> you know? Like, it'll be weird to, like, how as adults can, if you have, you know, kids that are that age, like, how do you guide them into, like, normal social interaction well you have to remember that human beings were a resilient species and i think that the kids will find their way they'll they'll make 
or whatever adjustments they have to uh, with whatever coping skills that they do have because you have to remember it's not just one kid everybody's going to going to be sort of in the same boat so to speak so everyone's going to have to sort of uh, make the the adjustments that we're talking about uh, together and and you know we're only God God only knows how this is going to play out but it's something that hopefully won't be too furthermore prolonged and things will hopefully get to uh, a semblance of how they were before the pandemic started. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of 2020 Psych. Please remember to wear your mask and social distance and tune in next week for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a great day wherever you are. <music>